0: to Getting Personal with Daphne Bugler and Isabella Hobbs, your go-to podcast for
1: all things emotional. Tune in weekly as we're joined by familiar faces from the worlds of sport, music, film, activism, and everywhere in between to talk about how emotions have shaped people's lives.
0: Our guest this week is a Sussex-born singer-songwriter who quickly garnered momentum after uploading his tracks online. He spent his teenage years privately writing and recording songs in his bedroom while feeding his appetite for live performance at karaoke nights and friends' birthdays.
1: Since he released his debut EP, Blessed or Cursed, our guest has received accolades from loads of amazing publishers, including The Official Charts, BBC Introducing and Wonderland. He's also performed live at The Great Escape, Sundown Festival and BBC Introducing Live, and has new music coming very soon.
0: Having received half a million plays on his latest EP, These Darker Days, within just a few weeks, we completely agree with MTV, who have labelled our guest as a one to watch, as he continues to gain traction in the music industry. This week, we're getting personal with Freddie Long.
1: To start off, um would you be able to, for our listeners who may not know you or may not have heard of you before or may not have heard your music, can you fill them in on who you are and, um, what you've kind of i know you've got some music coming up so what they can Yeah, sure.
2: Yes, yeah, so my name is Freddie Long. Um I am from a small town in south uh, south um small town in uh towards Brighton called Waldron. And I released my EP later this year called uh Blessed and Cursed and I've got a new single on its way. Kind
0: cool. Very exciting. Yeah. So if yeah. we dive straight into that, um, quite often we like to start with the emotion of fear, just because like mm-hmm. Daphne said, it affects all of us, no matter what industry we're in, what we do or what age we are. So delving into fear, what does that mean to you in terms of your music, like putting music out there? Do you ever feel, I don't know, really uncomfortable or really scared about making something that's really personal to you, something that you've put like your entire soul into and then having to release that to the world and just be on the receiving end of what anyone might think of their opinions. How does that feel? Mm.
2: Totally. I mean, yeah, fear, fear is something that I can honestly say I experience fairly, fairly often Uh, whether it be, you know, the fear of putting music out and people not liking it uh, or just, you know, putting, putting my emotions out there and then people would get to judge it. I think for me, you know, I started quite late into music, um, and I think when I first started putting my music out there, there's always that element of fear, like, what are people going to think of me? What are people going to, you know, judge of me and all this stuff? And and it's quite hard to deal with at first because, you know, you've got, you don't really know yourself, what you're, well, for me anyway, I didn't really know, you know, where I wanted to go with it. I was just exploring, I guess, my passion. Um, which you know is is quite hard when you're fearing that someone's going to criticise it or whatever. But yeah, I think I think fear for me is um, it sounds quite strange, but I sort of like to live with a bit of fear. Not in like a I guess it drives me on a bit. I think without it, it um, I get quite complacent, which actually causes me quite a lot of stress, uh, unsure of what's going on. And I think fear is something that um, you know, I think has really helped me push through uh, in certain times. But yeah, I, I experience it all the time to be honest with you, like, you know, putting out a record or whatever, is there's always that the back of your mind. But as I say, it's, it's something weirdly weirdly sort of drives me forward and quite sort of I, I urge for that feeling, which is which I guess is a you know quite strange. But um
1: I'd be interested to know when you like first released music or like you first um, kind of made the decision that you want to make music a career and obviously you as you said you're kind of waiting to see or you're fearful of what people are going to think of you and you're kind of in some ways making yourself very vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you... Like, where did you kind of fear criticism coming from? Was it people that you had never met before or like critics and stuff like that? Or was it people who maybe knew you but didn't know that part of you and you were kind of showing another side of yourself?
2: It was definitely that side, like, like friends and stuff. I think, you know, I've experienced it so much, not just personally, but I've also seen it, you know, with other people. I think if you put something out there that's different you know people around you are yeah, for, for me anyway a lot of people were there to, there to support but then after a couple of months when it gets a little bit boring and they see you've you know you're uploading videos of you singing or whatever it then becomes like all right mate come on like we, we've seen you do that like we, we get it you know whatever and that's when it started to turn for me I think when I first started putting music out I was probably about uh 17 or or whatever and um yeah friends around me you know were were definitely there to support me sharing it whatnot and then you know after six months after that it just got a little bit like you could feel it again a little bit like "Eh, come on dude like we've seen you done that now mate we're a bit bored of it which you know i i guess and it and it and it was like it was hard to deal with you know i guess when, when your mates and stuff start, you know, not going behind your back, but you can definitely feel that sort of like tension and stuff. It's a bit like, it's a shame because it's something that I want to do. And like, I would never, you know, try and not support a friend or or whatever, but I guess, I guess, yeah, that's just, just what happened um but equally on the other side you know there's there's friends and family that have been there you know through the and thin, who are always there to support and um yeah so i think it's a mixture of both but definitely starting off there's initial fear of putting stuff out there to the world you know it's it's very like what do i what am i doing especially for me you know like i hadn't studied music or anything it was just like right i will you know music is my passion it's put some stuff out there see you know see what the response is and that is pretty scary um you know you've got no one to sort of tell you if it's wrong or right if it's good or bad but I think what I learned massively was just get it out you know I think there's always there's always going to be people who judge what you do but I think if if you're happy with it and you know you you're it allows you to Create, you know, open your emotions up. I think for me, that was massive, and and I think looking back, I, I sort of wouldn't have changed it uh, really.
0: I think we can, um, we have quite similar vibes in the sense that when Daphne and I started this podcast. It was the same sort of thing, like the same mixture of um, Mm -hmm. having that support from friends and family being like, yeah, this is amazing, go for it. And then I just, for a lot of them, I just didn't Mm -hmm. want them to listen. I thought it was like, it was too scary knowing that people that I knew or like Mm -hmm. saw every day were listening to my voice and like, but seeing me in a different kind of professional context. So yeah, that is so scary. It was probably easier knowing that maybe like strangers would be listening yeah I'd prefer strangers yeah. than like oh yeah friends almost to be
1: mm-hmm. listening or like people that you kind of vaguely know but maybe have no idea like that yeah. we're going to judge that you think are going to judge you more but I guess yeah. it's so
2: hard like you know because I'm still fairly new into into music and stuff and you know I don't know about you guys when you first started like where do you start you sort of have to approach your friends to sort of get you know the mm-hmm. initial support behind it and I think mm-hmm. that is what's daunting for you know i guess a lot of people when they start out whatever whatever creative or whatever they're sort of doing but i don't know about you guys i think after a while it's just like okay well if you can have your own opinions but you know you yeah. enjoy doing it you know it's yeah. just like you, we're going to get on with it
1: yeah definitely it does come with time i think as well like and confidence in yourself that you kind of have to build um mm-hmm. which i think i'd love to know for you do you get when you, I don't know if you get any or have experienced any kind of um, negativity and stuff like that, but we've talked to some of our guests about social media and how for some people it can be such a positive tool, but then also it's very vulnerable and you are putting yourself out there and that there is like the possibility for negativity. And um, I guess with that kind of self-doubt and like the worry of it, do you experience that in a sense when you put something up or you kind of, how do you build the confidence to kind of yeah.
2: get overcome that I think I've I've definitely experienced you know messages from people like hating what I've done and like I think it's just common from from a lot of people but I think I, I started out by putting uh videos on Facebook when I was when I was about 16 or whatnot and so I first started doing that and um yeah naturally I got you know both sides of criticism and i think it's sort of from then it's sort of you know it used to affect me a lot much a lot a lot more than it does now i think now i look at it and to be honest with you um you know, it's definitely cooled off a bit i think you know because it's so openly you know you can just not that it would but you see a lot of people now sort of not shame name shaming but i think there's there's so much more of like talk about it online where people is you know it's just not cool like why are you doing that people don't even know basically um so yeah, I think it's, uh, I think social media is, is great, but also it can be bad. Um, I think for me as a, as an artist, you always feel like you have to be active and that you always feel like you need to be, you know, posting stuff, like doing stuff. Um, but then you've also got to focus on, you know, the main thing, the music creating that, which is obviously quite important. So, um, Yeah, that's, that's definitely a challenge, uh, as, as an artist, like getting the balance between the two and and not feeling like it's a pressure, which it it does to be fair. But, um, yeah, but on on the flip side, I think social media has a great positive, um, that it can, you know, help target and speak to new audiences so much easier than back in the day. You know, for me, it's been a massive, massive part of my journey, you know, targeting people well, well I guess sort of growing a fan base in, in completely different areas like Germany and stuff it's just like you know I've never would be able to do that before so so yes I, I think think both sides but um yeah it, it definitely is daunting I guess social media but at the same time you know I, I think it's quite exciting opportunities
1: looking at your songwriting or your music in general what when you kind of sit down and you want to make some music um what inspires you to do that is there a particular emotion maybe that inspires you more than others or what do you tend to draw upon
2: Mm, so it's it's quite hard because like i don't (laughs) i don't try and think about it too much like i i have done that previously and it just doesn't really work like i think i I tend to draw a lot of what most of my music are quite deep emotional sort of subjects and and i guess that comes within um Growing up, I used to be really sort of into that sort of music, you know, not like yeah, you know, array of other stuff, but also like quite sort of like you listen to it and you feel a certain emotion and normally it 's quite a quite a sad emotion actually, which again i don 't know why, um, but it 's always seemed to draw draw me to that so when yeah when starting a song, I like to sort of have some some ideas in mind, um, so it might just be a, a phrase or a title that, that i 've come across. Uh, and then that sort of triggers an emotion, which then sort of yeah, I guess builds into a story. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of the songs are, you know, what's weird for me. Someone asked me this the other day, and it was like, you know, because my my latest single coming out um, is deals with a lot of like anxiety and like self doubt and stuff, which uh, you know, I, I'm hoping to say that I do deal with. And what I find hard to understand is why. Like I don't really know why I deal with it. I've I've not had a moment in my life where it's been you know traumatizing or anything like that. And I I think I struggle to deal with why I feel like that. And yeah, I guess it's just it's it's just like. You know, I spoke to them the other day about it and they were saying they're exactly the same. And I, th- I feel like sometimes you feel like you need to have a reason why you don't feel, yeah, why you feel anxious or something. But, you know, for me, it's not been that way. Um, and, yeah, I just don't really understand why. But I guess that's just society and just, you know, going through different stages of your life.
0: When you have these songs that have so many specific emotions tied to them like you said like your new um, single is very heavily tied to anxiety and then you've got other songs which yeah play on more about sadness and there's just connected so deeply to each song when you perform them live or when you just sing them or whatever Does that experience stay the same each time? Is every time you perform a particular song you're kind of, you're drawn back into that emotion that you had when you were first writing it or is it, does it evolve over time and eventually it won't quite be the same?
2: I think yeah no definitely I mean every you know every time you perform it it, it sort of triggers I guess the same emotions to, to when you first write it I think that's that's for me something that I've always liked about music you know I'd find a song when I was younger and i would just listen to it for like 10 times a day just on repeat just because I'm attached to a certain part not saying that I am with my music but I guess like performing it becomes that sort of I don't know like tapping into an emotion like whereas you know normally day-to-day I guess, you know, it's something that I wouldn't be able to necessarily let out, but performing the song, performing, you know, on stage or whatever, you, you're able to zone back into that moment and that feeling. Um, yes, no, so definitely.
1: Um, so I'd be interested to know from you as um, a guy, as a man, um, obviously there's a lot of kind of, there's been a lot of talk recently about kind of masculinity and being open about your emotions. Um as a man and what kind of comes with that and how, um, it can be quite difficult for men to be open and more vulnerable about emotional subjects. I think then, um, Mm -hmm. it might be for us to maybe have a talk about it. So do you think, have you found that you've had a space in your life where you've been able to be emotional and you've been able to be vulnerable, or do you think that's been more difficult or that maybe you've had to grow to learn or teach yourself how to process emotions?
2: It's definitely been difficult. Uh, I think now now I feel comfortable speaking to friends or, you know, whoever around me. Um, but no, definitely growing up through school, you know, I, I think school's a place for me. Looking back, um, you yeah, know, there's nothing that, you know, people talk to you about, about dealing with emotions, about, you know, dealing with anything like that. And growing up, you sort of feel like, yeah, you feel like, not that you can't, but I guess like you say, it's, there's this weird sort of, you know, weird concept that you know males have to be all right the whole time and and it's you know not okay to be upset and i think you know dealing with sports and stuff through school it's very much like who can i don't know kick the furthest in football who can whatever and it's always a competition i think that's you know maybe maybe why um but yeah growing up and my teens and stuff i, I think yeah it's definitely hard um I I did a campaign for Calm, uh, the charity around men's mental health. And uh, the statistics are just awful. You know, it's like 79 males a week in the UK under the age of 40 are committing suicide, which is just, you know, really, really dreadful. Um, So there's definitely not being enough done, in my opinion. Um, You know, I, I feel like it needs to be focused more.
0: If we could now move on to the subject of love, I would really love to talk about um, your single "White Water," which mm-hmm. um, for our listeners was released earlier this year, wasn't it? it was was it just before lockdown? Yes. Great timing.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but the the um, the impression I got from "White Water" um, loved it. It's um, what I thought was it was about kind of having someone be your rock. So I was thinking about um, like the different types of love because it's not only just romantic love, there's platonic love, there's a friendship love, there's a family love. Um, and having someone to be that support and to be someone to be like truly open and honest with, even if it's just one person, it might be many people. But I wanted to hear more about your inspiration for Whitewater and it mm-hmm. has it come from um, people or a person that you have like this very trustworthy open relationship with or is it more like a feeling that you have connected with
2: Mm, well firstly thanks Uh, that's that's cool that you liked it um yeah so so white water exactly that is um is about uh for me it was about people around me that sort of supported me and a lot of it was a realization point for me like I went through uh school um, and my, I went to uni as well. And, and throughout that time, uh, I, I sort of wasn't the best behaved, you know, I was going a bit crazy. I wasn't really studying. I was doing everything I shouldn't have done really. And, um, I always had support from people, you know, like my family, uh, close friends all, all around me, even though, you know, stuff that I may have done and whitewater for me was sort of understanding that and realizing it. So the song talks about a person uh, who who's, who is your rock, who, you know, is there for you, understands, understands obviously everything you're going through encourages you. Uh, but then there's a different side of myself that's dragging me to different things. So it's like, Realising, well, actually, it wasn't realising because the next single was about that. Fade was all about understanding, you know, the wrongs that you've done. But White Water was the temptations coming in from different angles, whether it be going out to a party, whether it be doing something that I should have shouldn't have done. It was, um, <clears throat> yeah, sort of understanding that, um, acknowledging it, and uh, yeah, just um, yeah, reflecting on it, I guess.
1: Um- If we touch a bit on happiness, um, we move into our favorite emotion. Um, so one thing we do with all of our guests that we do each week is we, um, ask them just because I think right now, especially when times are a bit tougher and there's not loads that, you know, we can all be doing, um, outside of our homes and stuff like that. Um, we talk about this idea of like bubbles of happiness basically. So like small things in your life or like in your day to day that might maybe boost your mood a bit and make you feel a bit better so um that could be anything from like you know we always give the example of like a really good cup of coffee or like mm-hmm. you know um, every week every
0: week it's every a really good, good cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> i don't I mean, even drink <laughs> coffee but um yeah, yeah what, one for
2: me in the morning yeah what a else to but i think like yeah so i mean I love hanging out with friends. You know, I think friends, whether it be obviously lockdowns being a bit trickier, but you know, even just chatting with someone on FaceTime for five, ten minutes, I think it definitely breaks up my day. And without realising it, coming off a call, it's like, oh, that was that was so. You know, gives me another lease of life throughout that day, which is nice. Um, I'm, I'm a proper foodie. I love food, so that's definitely something that makes me happy. Pizza is my uh, is my go to. Um, I've been watching some YouTube shows throughout lockdown about pizza, which has been quite sad, which has killed time. But again, it breaks my day up and it's, uh, yeah, it's actually, it does make me happy watching pizza shows, which is strange, but yeah.
0: I love that. I've been watching, um, you know, like the cake baking competitions, But, but not like the bake off, but like the ones that, um, like making those super realistic cakes,
1: what are these cake or
0: are they something else yeah is it a cake or is that your hand or something (laughs) they're on like they're huge on tiktok right now some of them are so good it's like scrolling through facebook and then all these like random videos pop up and you just end up it's like oh it's like three hours later
2: yeah they do they do kill time dangerously but they are quite enjoyable to watch
0: (laughs) yeah um i love that you mentioned um just like facetiming people because it made me think of um Oh my gosh. I loved your green screen that you've bought (laughs) your, um, your, can you just tell us about your virtual European tour? Because (laughs) I cracked up at when you like came into Sweden and there's just like some random street behind you. You just, (laughs) just explain for anyone who doesn't have the context, what was happening?
2: (laughs) So, so yeah, I think it was like a week or two into proper lockdown over here in, in the UK. Um, so I was pretty bored and I had this new EP that came out so obviously I wanted to try and do it well we, we had plans to do shows across Europe but they all got pulled. Um, so I was just searching up on YouTube how to do green screens and I found this tutorial on on sort of how you go about it so I bought Bought myself a a green sheet from Amazon for like five quid, I think. Uh, And then set it up in my room and just, yeah, went around uh, five countries throughout Europe and um, did two songs in each and then tried to do a little activity. So um, in Paris, I drew the Eiffel Tower blindfolded. Um, I think in the UK, uh, I was quarantined with my parents and my dad built this like little flicky flicky rugby game for us. And we were yeah, playing a game of that. So you had to try and flick it over the post, which was quite jokes. Um but yeah, it was just a way to kill time. And it was uh, very fun to do as well.
0: Well I really urge um everyone to go onto YouTube and watch it. <laughs> that could be someone's um bubble of happiness for yeah. today. <laughs> for
2: today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um so we touched upon earlier how you said you kind of got into music when you were Sixteen, seventeen, how old mm-hmm. um, what was music for you before then? What kind of made that switch that you decided to actually start pursuing it was it was it just like the love that you had for music and performing, or was there a specific moment that you realized yeah i wanna I wanna be serious about this mm. or semi serious
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean it was never exactly like when I first started it, it was never sort of a serious thing it was more just like I've always loved music let's just try this out I mean I remember sort of like I've, I've always been super into to music itself like um since young like buying CDs when they came out buying buying albums and stuff and just listening to them non-stop and stuff so uh and and you know, my family they are not musical themselves in terms of instruments, but they're super into music. So, growing up, there was a lot of like Jiménez playing around the house, um, a lot of like the verb and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, super, super sort of musical family as well, I guess. Uh, in terms of they're super into music. So, so yeah, when when I was about sixteen or seventeen, um, you know, school it wasn't really for me, like in terms of education, obviously to do it and stuff and I guess it was just finding something that killed the time a bit uh when I when I was home and sort of you know breaking up the day and yeah so I just bought a guitar um started to learn some chords from YouTube and then just uh sort of played around with some covers um and then decided to upload them to Facebook that was the uh the popping uh social media channel at the time um And yeah, just start to upload into them and uh, gradually you know, over months or whatever it was, just um, did more and more, and then got a bit of traction, and then it sort of led me, led me on to writing my own music, uh, which, which then led me to think actually I could start writing songs and and putting them out there and see what people think. So, so, yeah, it was a quite a quite a different journey to maybe some, but I guess that's the beauty of YouTube. You can just learn. I you know, just learned guitar off YouTube pretty much, and then just around with the chords that I learned to write to write my my songs.
1: You mentioned how um a lot of your songs touch on sadness or like sad emotions. Um I'd love to know kind of what is that the main way you kind of process or deal with sadness, do you think? Or um when things happen in your life that are a bit, you know, get you down or even if it's not something's happened but you're just feeling a bit down, how do you process and How do you bring yourself back up from that?
2: Mm, I find dealing with emotions quite hard myself. Like, I guess not hard, but I'm either like really happy or like really sad. I find it hard sometimes to find a balance. And a lot of it comes down to myself and pressure that I put on myself. And I guess, you know, doing doing music or and writing songs and you know putting emotions on the line I guess naturally you are dealing with quite a lot of your inside emotions that normally you wouldn't sort of deal with or even speak about so yeah personally um it's a fine line you know uh I think it's something that I'm trying to understand a bit better like trying to find a middle ground and you know not expecting everything to be amazing or, or or whatever um because it's just unrealistic um but but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's definitely been, um, definitely been a challenge, but I think, you know, just understanding that for me has been a massive thing to sort of know that, you know, everyone goes, goes through the ups and downs really.
0: Yeah. Like you said, those highs and lows, um, is something that I think a lot of us can, we can relate to and especially mm. in, um, like the year that it's been like, It's been very intense, like with lockdown and everything. And obviously as a musician, this has been very limiting for you. Like you can't, well, you haven't been able to tour or play live or like do the festival circuit or anything like that, having to kind of be on Mm -hmm. lockdown. How has that been for you in terms of, I don't know, like if we go into anger, like has this, how have you dealt with this? Like, has it made you just really frustrated and angry or is it more kind of the other side and it's just like
2: Mm -hmm. it's just a bit gutting no definitely frustration does does come in uh I wouldn't say so much anger I think it's more just like limitations of what you can do during lockdown there's only so much you can do and I think for me that was quite annoying Uh, I guess it was annoying and like there was a frustration and that would you know that would come out on my myself like you know I'd be down to dinner or whatnot and I'd be sort of quite frustrated I'd be like, oh, like what can I do like, I can't do anything there's nothing to there's always something to do but do you know what I mean it's just like there, there's there's definitely limitations there and I think lockdown was was really tough because there was a lot of pressure to write write music you know, speaking to people at the time, it's like, this is the most amazing time because the most amazing songs are going to come out of lockdown. There's going to be so much great art, so much great creative process. This is going to be so great. And it's just like, there there no doubt will, like there's 100% people that are going to release some amazing stuff in, in, in whatever they do. But, Uh, that also created quite a lot of pressure, you know, sitting down and being like, right, okay. Whereas normally you can go about your, you know, your day and your week, and then, you know, you've got certain days to do whatnot. It's just now you sit there, it's like, there's no, no real structure. There's, there's no real sort of, you know, wake up, do that. It's, you know, especially when it was super strict and you couldn't, you know, really go out at all. That was, that was really hard to deal with. Um, But yeah, I, I think, you know, play things like zoom, like what we're on now, I mean, surprising, like what I've, you know, what people managed to get done. And, and I guess it's just having that social interaction with people was, was good. Uh, and I guess people are starting to adapt to it. Um, but yeah, I, I hope it doesn't say this forever because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a massive fan.
0: <laughs> no, I know there's just so much pressure. I think we all felt it and um, so many people we've talked to that pressure to suddenly utilise the time you've been given to be creative or to produce something mm. like I know Taylor Swift literally like wrote recorded released an entire album during lockdown which was fantastic amazing. well done it's amazing It's so good and you did a cover of it you um did the uh, the body oh, there actually, yeah, the, yeah. The yeah Exile yeah that was that yeah, was lovely no, that was really lovely
2: it's a great album actually yeah it's an awesome album it
0: is and like that was amazing of her but in a in like simile we when we spoke to um len and stella a few weeks ago she said how during lockdown and during covid mentally she wasn't in the right frame of mind to put something out there into Mm -hmm. the world that she was like super in love with like it just wasn't the time to be making music or writing music so it's Mm -hmm. it's really like well everyone is different And like, I know that we we wouldn't have started this podcast without lockdown because um, being on different continents, we were kind of like, oh, well, it can't be done. We'll just wait for a few years and see if we're both in the same country. But like you said, like using Zoom, using different, just like different thought paths, like there is a lot that we can achieve, but we don't have to achieve. Yeah. It's just too much pressure. pressure.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, and I think that's good to understand. You know, even like now, it's un- unsure what's going to happen um, with another lockdown or whatnot. And I think it's you know it's it's good to understand that people are people are different, and also what people have got in place. Like you say, I think if you if you're wanting to release music or, or whatever you're looking to do, and, and you're not in that right frame of mind, it's it's probably best just to hold off and just wait until you are. Because otherwise, I, you might look back and you might sort of regret it a bit.
1: Yeah. It's also been such a like emotionally heavy time period. I think not just in terms of lockdown, but there's just been so much kind of change and we've all, I think had to take so much time for like yeah. reflection that I think maybe it's not just been the most creative period. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you mm-hmm. found that as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. I think, you know, it, I guess it is a nice time just to, you know, not have to create, I guess not have to, use your brain that much just spend time with yourself and whoever you're with and and sort of enjoy enjoy the moments because I mean that's it's quite rare that we're gonna have that game really isn't it like four or five months however long it was just you know not really having too much structure to the day and and like you say yeah it definitely was a moment where as I said I was I was down actually in my family home with my two sisters one lives in London one uh, was at uni so you know the five of us never really spent time all together so that in lockdown was was super nice you know to spend that time with the family was was something yeah I guess was yeah was super different super nice and yeah something that something that was good
0: so lastly Freddie I guess what we want to ask you um moving on from COVID lockdown all of that um what do you want 2021 to bring you? Do you have any goals or specific wishes that maybe this was not the year for them? What do you want to do next year? If COVID's gone, yeah, we'll just assume yeah. it's
2: gone. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's just assume everything, everything is fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, well, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of stuff, I guess, like just just day to day stuff that I'm quite looking forward to. Just like going, going to the pub with a with a large group and six would be quite nice at the moment. But um, no, uh, in terms of you know next year, I mean something that I really did miss this year was live shows. Um, before lockdown, we released the EP and we were planning to go around Europe, as I mentioned, and and that didn't manage to go ahead. So, which which was really. Really sad and quite annoying and sort of like ah uh, really frustrating. So I think next year for me, you know, I really hope by next year, uh, if the virus is gone, we can get out, play some shows, live music gets back in action because there's a lot of people, even my mates and stuff, who are suffering. You know, whether it be a, a session player, live session player or whatnot, the music industry seems to be, you know, suffering a bit on that side. So it'd be great if uh, if we could get out and um, yeah, start start playing some start playing some shows.
0: Mm, I really hope that in 2021 yeah. people are more aware of how important like music and the arts are mm, yeah. because like no one would last would have lasted lockdown without music without yeah television movies or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. so fingers crossed everyone wakes up for 2021
2: yeah. <laughs> let's hope so let's hope so
0: and yeah. um on that note, thank you so, so much for joining us yeah, thank um, you. today, Freddie.
1: It's been a great chat. Thank you,
2: guys. It was great to chat. We've yeah. loved
1: this. Thank you so much for taking the time and also for being like so willing to be open with us. We really appreciate it. and I think it's so important for people to
0: hear. So thank no, you. good. And um, when is your new single out?
2: Uh, so it comes out on the 23rd of October, which is a couple of weeks from now. Uh, so so yeah, do you go and stream it? All good. stream platforms.
0: Thanks for listening to Getting Personal. Don't forget you can like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. And give us a review and a rating. It helps other listeners find us in the charts. We'll see you next time.